0: everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. Today, I am joined with my friend, Jesse, who is also one of my past clients. And we're going to talk all about um, her nutrition business and her creating her signature uh, binge eating recovery program. So what we did kind of together in working together to create the framework of her program, um, stuff she took to create it, what her business has been like since creating her signature program. And I thought she'd be the perfect person to bring on because she did have a previous nutrition business and she was working with clients before we went together and created her signature program. So I just kind of want to show you what it was like, you know, her business before And what her business looks like now having this signature framework to bring her clients through. So let me just tell you a bit about Jessie. So Jessie White from Love Nourish Sweat is a nutritionist specializing in holistic eating disorder recovery. She is passionate about helping women overcome disordered eating and find food freedom. She works individually with clients within her 12-week binge eating recovery program to help guide them from binge eating to balanced through the physiological and emotional pieces of the journey. She truly believes that your plate reflects your life and the patterns at play within your relationships to food are also appearing in other areas of your life. Thanks so much for being here. I'm really excited to have you. Thanks for having me. Hi. Oh, absolutely. And like I mentioned in the intro, I really feel like you're the, the right person to talk to about um, your business journey and creating a signature program um, because, well, and I'll let, I'll let you, you know, share a lot about your journey, but I know that you ran more of like a in-person or, or like um, local practice before you brought it online. So um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about like what brought you to study nutrition And how did you kind of like start your business?
1: Yeah. um, Okay. So what brought me to study nutrition was a bit of a a bit of a meandering journey, I think, as they always are. Um, I always was very interested in nutrition and simultaneously growing up, I always was engaged in disordered eating patterns of various degrees throughout various stages of my life. So there was always this um, underlying confusion of nutrition um, and what to eat and how to nourish my body. And um, later in life, after I graduated, I became a personal trainer and I was very into fitness. And I think this was also simultaneously at the height of my disordered eating. Um, And I was really struggling with, you know, under eating and overexerting and then binge eating and so much confusion. And at the same time, my clients were like, what do I eat?
0: Mm-hmm. And I just
1: thought, I, I don't know, actually, honestly, right? Like I didn't know how to serve them. And I recognized that nutrition was such a humongous piece of most anything. Um, and so shortly after um, I, I sustained a big injury. I got a concussion that just really shut down my ability to work out, to personal train any longer. And I just had to like sit still and be with myself. And through this, I really started to educate myself on nutrition and cook and nourish my body and be mindful and sit in it. From there, that experience was so beautiful and eye-opening that I went back to school and I studied nutrition, um, which led me into into my nutrition business and I've been doing it ever since. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I even knew that you had the background in personal training or I might've known, mm-hmm. but I feel like that almost feels at least to me as an outsider, like, like a past life, like you've lived like separate lives because I know you over the past while have been so committed to your nutrition practice, helping people mm-hmm. with, you know, eating disordered or disordered eating. So i love for you to just share kind of like what, What kind of prompted you to start your nutrition business or what were those first first few steps after leaving personal training, having kind of your health crisis there and then going to nutrition school? Like, did you already have a framework for your business because you had done personal training or did you have to start your nutrition business from scratch?
1: Well, I... I had to start it from scratch, but it wasn't my first time growing a business because I had a relatively successful personal training business, successful in that. I was able to support myself entirely from that. So I'd, I'd already kind of been through the process of starting a business and trying to get clients and you know all the ups and downs that come from that. But there was many years in between getting the injury and then going back to school and then starting my nutrition business, I actually, I actually started seeing clients a little bit while I was in school, which I think is unconventional, but I found that, you know, I think that sometimes we think that everything has to be perfect to start and we have to have all the knowledge and it has to be in completion before we have something to offer. But what I found is that as I was moving through through school and learning and experiencing friends and family, and, you know, all sorts of people were coming to me and asking me so many questions and, you know, wanting my services, wanting a protocol, wanting my input on this or that, knowing that I was still in school. And I was, um, around the same time, a, ch- a chiropractor from my karate, like from my karate school, had a practice there. And she invited me to work with her, knowing that I was still a student, um, to see clients. So I definitely charged less as I was still learning, but recognized that I had something to offer and started seeing people. Um, So it started really, really organically and just noticing that there was a request and deciding to just go yeah. for it and meet their request, and maybe having the confidence of already working with clients in a health and wellness space prior, I think definitely helped. Um, and from there, it did, you know, it did grow more after I graduated. Um, I, I did take some time in between, Having a private practice, I spent, I think, three years working in outpatient eating disorder. That was like a dream job for me. And within that work, it was just incredible. And I realized that that was such a focused passion of mine coming from my past experience and seeing the incredible work that we as a multidisciplinary team were able to do with clients. Um, And then from there, um, I was really focused on jumping back out into private but with
0: more of a focus. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I was curious, like, did you start off right away doing more disordered eating clients or did that kind of come with time? So it sounds like it came with some experience and really kind of figuring out that was the, the direction you want to go in.
1: Yeah. Like it, it came with time. I think in my, like my brain making that decision came with time, but I do, I don't know if you ever find this in your practice, but I do find that like we attract what we're meant to, like what we're meant to serve. Right. Mm -hmm. And I found that even when I had my practice open to anyone, most of the people that came through my door had disordered eating or struggling with food and body relationship in some regard. It was very rare for me to get someone that was completely unrelated to disordered eating or eating disorders. So I think it was coming to me already. And I was, I was getting put into the work more often than not prior to making that like conscious decision.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually kind of curious if like, even when you were working maybe more broadly, you know, when you're in school and friends and family were coming, did you find that a lot of people would come to you and you almost recognized that There was disordered eating issues that ended up being the focus of what you needed to work on, even though they came for, let's say, like digestion issues or something like that. Like, did you just find yourself like almost being like talking about that specifically and helping them heal their relationship with food um, before yeah. you even niche down to that?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's very common, right? And I think that most people have gone through a significant amount of confusion and various degrees of what to eat? What do I do? Either how to heal my digestion and feel good or something weight related. I think most people have gone through a journey and are carrying a lot of even subconsciously rules Mm. um, and restrictions that they may not even realize. And I definitely um, picked up on this and was always very like adamant that as we're working together, this is This is not a diet. This is not one size fits all. And I found that people just wanted that. Like, give me the diet. Give me the next thing and the formula. And it was sort of deprogramming them, right? Teaching them that there's there's not like a magic (laughs) <laughs> there's not one magic formula, you know, yeah, yeah. job, right? Like that doesn't exist. And so we have to kind of dig deep and find what's going to work for you and maybe break down some old, some old rules that you're still really holding on to that aren't serving you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And this is actually almost like a perfect segue
0: into us talking about creating a signature program. And just for some reference, if if you're hearing signature program and you don't really know what that is, um, signature program is like, one, or you can have multiple signature programs, but let's just focus in on one program that you create that has like a framework that your client or multiple clients are going to follow. So let's say it's like 12 weeks long, like Jesse's is. And then, you know, maybe every week has a, a specific lesson, but every client goes through the program similarly. So that's kind of the very like Cole's notes version of what a signature program is. Um, Jesse, I'm curious because you had said like, you know, we're not working with one size fits all. We're not working with, you know, this magic pill scenario. How, how did you kind of almost wrap your, your brain around doing a signature program that essentially is a framework for each person to go through, but still knowing each person's going to come with a different need. Um, like how, how did you work around that?
1: Yeah, this is a really good question. And this exact question is the reason why I held off, for so long on creating one, um, because I was really nervous about losing that, that individual journey, which, you know, I didn't, and you really helped me with that. Um, but I, you know, what I realized through the years of practice and taking so many people from binge eating to balance through their own recovery journey was that foundationally there and holistically, there was certain Things that themes and practices and resources and skills, a whole bunch of things that are helpful for most anyone on their journeys, you know, Um, and so by taking these pillars as a framework and really, really helping that to be the focus of the work because it's tried and true, like this is, these are pieces I know to be true on most anyone's journey and then still leaving space within each session to really see where the person's at. So there are things that we're going to cover and there are things that have resources that I'm going to give them and, you know, topics that I'm going to educate them on and help teach them on and guide them through. Um, but if an individual doesn't need something, I'm not going to take them through that if that's not relevant to their personal journey. But I find that these things are relevant to most everyone that I've seen thus far. And I've, I've seen a lot of people. Um, And then there's just so much space to check in with someone on where they're at and what they're going through and work from that space. So I find it was just the meeting of both worlds, creating the framework while not losing the individuality. And the framework helps it be really focused in terms of the client journey. So we don't end up going to spaces and places that are not relevant to their binge eating recovery journey, which is why they're here. So I really helped that, found it helped to focus the work. And for me as a practitioner, it finally encouraged me to create a whole lot of um, data and resources ahead of time that I was doing over and over again in various ways for every single client I was seeing. And so it created so much more sanity for me and space in my business, which allowed me inevitably more space to see clients and show up for clients.
0: Yeah. I really remember like us, you know, kind of almost like the first meeting when we sat down and you're like, I I can't even remember if you said, like, I don't even know what I need. I just know I'm busy. I know my practice is full, but like I'm like constantly recreating. I'm constantly, you know, spending hours and hours. I think I remember you saying, like, it's just so much time with every client. And I I was thinking, or I might have even said, like, well, no, there's a better way. Like we can definitely make this into some kind of framework, some kind of model that's gonna free up time. I know, you know, time with your family, time with your kids was something that was really important to you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, finding something that you could Spend, you know, time and effort creating once, and then reutilizing that over and over and over for clients was something that I think you really came to see as a tool to help you um win back more time and more space for yourself and your business. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to kind of jump too far yet into like creating the signature program and how you did that. I, I just want to pivot back for a second to you had mentioned you were helping people with disordered eating. It sounds like you were doing more, maybe like, one-off sessions or like, you know, longer term, you know, like a, maybe a month or two working with clients. Um, I'm curious, like, how did you decide binge eating was the thing to focus the signature program on? Because if you were helping clients with many different disordered eating um, issues, how did binge eating become the one that you would
1: focus in on? Yes. So, you know, like I said, prior to creating this program, I'd been, I'd been doing this work for almost 10 years. Right. And so what I, what I have noticed is I really found that for binge eating in particular, when these things that we cover in the program are worked on, right. People consistently get well and they're really like a formula became so clear to me like this formula really revealed itself throughout the work um and so I found that that was very clear and that that was so valuable and I really wanted to to provide that for to people in this particular way because binge eating can last for so long and so many years and really really be so destructive in one's life. And I just found that when we went through these steps, people got better and they didn't take that long and they Mm. stayed better. Um, now differently than I do, I do work with all other eating disorders. I work with anorexia, bulimia, exercise addiction, everything in between. Um, and there isn't as much, like, I feel like that that varies more in the type of work that we do and what someone's going to need, for example, in their symptom interruption or refeeding or medically where they're at. I just feel like, you know, what trauma they've had. I think there's so many other pieces of the work that, at least for me, um, that requires a different approach. It's not something that that like there's a formula for necessarily from what I've experienced and from how I work. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good to recognize in your business, like what can be, Um, made into a framework or formula, like you said, it kind of revealed yourself. I'm sure what you had seen is like, oh, I just worked with client A and client B and we did the same thing or similar thing. And then client C came in and it's like, almost like you're individualizing it for each person, but like, you're almost saying the same thing in all three sessions. So that I think is almost where you end up being like, okay, there is some kind of framework here that I can um, Mm -hmm. create and duplicate over and over and over for my clients. Um, But then I think there are pieces of a business sometimes that just cannot be made into a framework or duplicated. And I think that's a very like, you know, wise practitioner to be like, okay, really looking at your business kind of from like a bird's eye view of like, where can I really, you know, like create a framework or automate things and where can that not exist? Um, So I think that, you know, like in an ideal world, everything can be frameworked and automated, but that's not always going to happen. So at least it clears up space for you to spend maybe more individual time with those other um, disordered eating cases and like know that at least with the binge eating um, clients, you can just kind of like bring them all through the same process without having to recreate it.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's how you knew to create a signature program. And then you could see this framework kind of like being built out in your sessions. Can you talk a little bit about like now the steps you took with like actually sitting down and like creating this framework? Like what did that look like? Or how did you do that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think by the time, by the time I came to you and said, I need to create the program. And I think I told you this. I was like, I have the program. Yeah, yeah, you did. (laughs) I just need to formalize this and like move on with my life, right? And so in that way, I knew these steps like I know the back of my hand. Um, So it was really a matter of Thinking of most any client that I've taken through their binge eating recovery, and just like knowing and writing down the steps, So I'd already like I'd already articulated it before we even met. It was written down. There are these steps. There really was, like I said, this formula. It was so clear, and I just was fascinated by it. I thought this is so cool and this works. So then it was just really taking that and focusing. And this is this was the biggest thing I think maybe many other entrepreneurs can relate. We've got creative minds. Mm-hmm. And the second you dive into something, your brain just expands and you have a thousand new ideas or different things you want to do or ways you want to do it. And so it really was a matter of just taking what I know works and what I know to be true and fully just like going into tunnel vision and saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to create this from start to finish. Um, basically taking everything that's ever in my brain and just putting it on paper um, I don't know I don't know if I, it's like more detailed than that for me as much as taking what was already there and formalizing it
0: yeah, I think you were pretty clear already. And I think people, when they want to do a signature program, some are more like you have been working in the field, have, like kind of almost know this is exactly what I need to do. I just need to put like pen to paper. And then other people maybe are a little bit newer or not as familiar with working with clients where they're like, okay, like if I'm to build this out, like what are the things that I would need to teach? And I think, you know, just to kind of Everybody listening to get them on the same page of like, you know, the creation phase of the signature program. Um, kind of step one is like creating some content pillars or what I call content pillars. So, you know, for you, and I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but do you remember like how you kind of like organized your content into pillars so that um, you knew like, okay, well, I need to talk about this one topic and these subtopics. And that like kind of helps to keep it more organized.
1: Yes, yes, these were these were really really helpful. So I broke mine down into like four general pillars. So the first foundationally pillar one was gentle nutrition. And sub pillars where this was like, sub pillars within this was like how to balance your plate, establishing a regular pattern of eating, general nutrition, education, just cutting the confusion, right, which also helps with blood sugar balance and kind of getting rid of the physiological reasons why we binge, right, there are mental and other reasons as well. Um, Pillar two was reconnecting with your body. So once you have that foundational work, it was kind of getting out of your head and into your body, relearning your hunger and fullness cues, the type of hunger, and also things going on in your body like Like hormones, for example, and the really big connection this can have with binge eating. Um, Moving from that, my next pillar was binge eating strategies. So learning how to um, recognize your triggers, how different tools for symptom interruption, normalizing your binge foods so that you can engage with them and they can become no big deal foods, and also creating a toolbox for stress and anxiety. Um, And then the last pillar was looking beyond the food. So exploring how your plate reflects your life, understanding that it's not really about the food, looking at, you know, your relationship with self and body image, and possibly other things like Exercise as well, um, and you know, within all of that, I created a journal to go with the program also, um, because because this really factors into looking beyond the food. These bigger themes that are coming up in your life and in recovery. So that was really helpful in how I organized my program. Yeah,
0: so which is great. So it's almost like all of these ideas of how you could help a client, and then almost putting them in a category, and then coming up with like that. The like main topic with some you know subtopics or you know what you're going to talk about underneath each one of those pillars, Um, so that's kind of almost step one. Now step two, I'm assuming for you and for those people creating a signature program would be like how breaking it down. So like how did you decide like okay where you're going to do gentle nutrition versus where you're going to do maybe more some of like the journaling or the self care? Like how did you work that all in so it flowed naturally in a 12 week program?
1: Yeah, I mean I think you have to think about like I couldn't have like talked about bigger life themes without getting someone like landed first and nourishing their body and feeling a little bit more balanced and so you know you kind of just have to build your we you have to figure out what's your foundation, right? What is like the 101, right? And the baseline things that you need to teach a client and then you grow from there. Okay, now that they know this, what What else do they need to know? And I found you were really helpful for this because I think in my first draft, I had things in a few different positions and you would go in, in our notes and say like, but are they ready for this yet? Mm -hmm. Right. Or should this go here? Right. And that was really helpful to think, okay, well maybe they need a little bit more of a foundation. First of all, I'm really excited to introduce this theme. And I wanted to put all my fun themes up first. Right? Yeah. They, need to, they need to go through a bit of a process, right? And so I think it's just really, you know, taking your, depending on what your program is, taking yourself through it, or, you know, taking a client through it, or thinking back on past clients that you've had, and kind of a, imagining them walking through these steps and what they'd be ready for early on and what they would need a little bit more knowledge and uh, feeling safe and ready to be able to approach. Yeah, I love that. And I think you approach that really,
0: really well. And I think it, you know, sometimes you might even put the framework together, run a few people through the Signature program and realize, okay, this isn't maybe the best, strategy or the best structure. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not like you do it once and you never change things. Right. But I think for you, because you have had so much experience previously working with clients, you kind of almost knew you could troubleshoot through like, okay, this journey makes the most sense. Um, But I definitely think that Like it's helpful because also, you know, going back to the, um, the pillars and then having the framework, I'm curious if, you know, when you then got to the point of being able to sell this program to potential clients and talk about the program, did you feel more clear on, okay, I help you do X, Y, Z, and this is how we're going to do it.
1: Yes. Yes my discovery calls so simplified, being crystal clear on these pillars, because I never have to wonder what am I going to say or how am I going to explain this to this person. Uh, the pillars are very clear and concise and I'm easily able to articulate uh, what is bigger and more complicated in in specific and simplified ways. Um, so it, it helps to sell it, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, having the framework was so, so helpful to be able to articulate, you know, exactly how you're going to help somebody, the process you're going to take them through, which I think is really good too for, um, I guess, transparency of the process, you know, so people kind of know, especially when you're doing something more, maybe sensitive, like binge eating or um, disordered eating, like people probably want to, you've mentioned the word safe a few times, they want to feel safe in the process. So knowing we start here, this is the middle, this is the end, these are, you know, the outcomes that you might get, I think gives people a lot of like safety and feelings of like, yeah, that transparency in the program. So how even has it been like, let's say running a discovery call. Like maybe you can talk us through like what a discovery call maybe looks like now versus before when you didn't have a signature program. Like now do you just talk them through like the framework of the program?
1: Yes, exactly. So prior to having the program, someone would call, you know, the first thing, no matter what you, you find out, you know, you introduce yourself, you find out what they're looking for, why they're reaching out and how, what support they're needing. And then prior to the program, I would kind of just explain, okay, well, we'll meet for an initial and then we'll have as many follow ups as we need. And these are some of the type based on what it sounds like. These are some of the types of things that we'll will work on. Um, but definitely people like to know what yeah. they're what they're getting into, and especially something as vulnerable as an eating disorder, they need to know what they're signing up for. And that's a huge leap of faith to ask for when they don't. And people do it in readiness. But if someone's not quite ready, that's really scary and that's usually when you'll lose them. Right. So since having the program when someone reaches out to me for binge eating and um, it's absolutely much better you know still the steps that I take for the discovery call is really just you know and, uh, you know a friendly conversation I Ask them what, what's going on for them, um, and say like, like if you can share what's what's going on for you, while you're reaching out, then I can share, you know, based on my work, how I can best support you, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that I have two avenues in my work where they can work with me through the program or work with me just in my general holistic nutrition as I was working prior, depending on their needs, right? And, and so I hear them; they share usually quite openly about their story and where they're at. Um, and I'm not like, you know, I do. If there are things that come up that I think, like little little pieces that can help support them, like I, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. I won't just, especially in this work, I could be so vulnerable. So I won't, I can't just be like, oh, thank you for telling me. So right? yeah, yeah. Um, we do have a little bit of back and forth about what's going on and talk about it. And that way it helps them to see that I do have an understanding of of what they're going through and their experience. And then I'll share based on this, you know, I think if it's binge eating, I think, you know, that the binge eating recovery program is the best, is the best way to support you. I'm going to share a little bit about it. And then if you have any questions, you can talk about that. And that's what I usually share you know, what the program looks like, how many weeks, the duration of the sessions. Everybody gets, you know, unlimited text and email support with me all the way through. And I share the pillars, which makes it really simplified. And then they usually ask about cost and we have a conversation about the payment options and what that can look like for them. Um and then from there, sometimes people have a few more questions and want to talk about their experience a little bit more, but typically that's you know, usually where we close out. I send a follow-up email, you know, with all the information. Usually I'll hear back shortly. If I don't hear back, I usually will send one more check in like check in in a couple more days or in a week, depending on the person, and just see if they have any more questions or if they're ready to to back.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that process. I think so many people wonder like, you know, what am I saying on the discovery call? What do I do after? So you just gave like an amazing breakdown of, of how to guide that conversation and then how to almost like um, close it out and and next steps. Ready to start your nutrition business, but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called six steps to start your nutrition biz and sign your first paying clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them and the must have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. Now, kind of going back to the payment, if you're okay with talking about that for a second or, or the, the pricing, um, and it might be a little bit different because I know when you were working before, you were doing more... I believe like more like one-off session or having them pay like one off or like for a small bundle of sessions. Do you find that you get a lot of pushback now that your price is a little bit higher for that period, like that 12 week program?
1: You know, it's so interesting. I get less pushback. Um, I almost like so often was, I will work on a sliding scale. um, Mm -hmm. I really believe it. To the best of my ability, offering care if I can. Um, so prior to the program, often I would get people coming back and saying, and I did keep my price points pretty low anyway on purpose. Um, but I would often get people coming back and trying to negotiate the price and ask, you know, what we can do and talk about that with the program. I think because they can clearly see the value, everything they receive and that they're going to work through is laid out. I've you know, I've almost gotten no no pushback. We had the price when we first were designing the program. We had the price slightly higher, mm-hmm. um, and my first recovery, my first discovery call or two mm-hmm. after that, I I had pushback. We dropped mm-hmm. the price ever so slightly, which was your instinct at first, mm-hmm. and since then nobody's nobody's like batted an eye um, mm-hmm. because they can see the value, right?
0: Yeah. And I think that's another good point is that like none of this is static. That can't change, right? It's not like you create the framework this way and it can never change or you price it at one point and it never changes. Like we do need to be a little bit flexible with looking at the market. And I think specifically because you had worked with so many of those clients in the past to understand maybe what they're comfortable paying, you know, what they'll invest in. So I think there was more opportunity for changing the pricing after getting some pushback. But I would encourage those of you who maybe aren't in the same position as Jesse, having that data of like, you know, what people are comfortable paying for, like to not maybe change the price right away because sometimes we need to just like give it a little bit more time to test it out. But I will say a caveat to that is we also need to feel comfortable and confident with our pricing. So I don't know, Jesse, but maybe that first pricing almost felt a little... Out of your comfort zone where maybe, and you feel free to answer here, but like the confidence might have not been there where maybe when we change a pricing, you felt like I can 150% bring value at this pricing and you keep it at that place until maybe then you put it up in the future.
1: You know, I do, I do believe there's, you know, energetics to everything. Mm -hmm. And absolutely, like I said, I really have a foundational belief in like making care as accessible as possible to as many people as possible. So I think at the higher price point where as I felt okay, it was priced there because I felt it, it it did reflect the value of the work. Energetically, there was a part of me for sure that felt like this is a lot right yeah um so I think that of course what you give out you get back you know yeah yeah absolutely
0: Mm -hmm. and and those things are important right like it's important that we're that we are paid fairly we're it's important Mm -hmm. that it's an accessible pricing for the client it's important that you know, we feel confident, like there's so many factors. I mean, pricing is a whole other conversation that we probably won't have time to get into here. But I think it's like knowing that it's flexible and that it's finding that sweet spot where you feel confident enough to share the pricing on a discovery call and that you feel like the values there, which will happen because you see the framework you've created. Um, and then finding those clients that are also a match for that, right? Um I'm also curious. I don't know if if in your line of work you would find this, but do you find that the people who have paid for like the longer term program at a higher price point are maybe more I don't know if this is the best word to use, but more committed to the work than maybe people prior
1: to to an extent. I mean, I think it helps people what it, what it really helps to do is that the instinct in eating disorder recovery it's kind of what I, what I've phrased over the years, like the push bail, right? So you're really excited. You get in it, you're in the honeymoon phase and then you're like, man, this is hard. You see a change in your body or you freak out or somebody says something, it triggers you and you're like out, right? Um, But what's beneficial in pre-committing financially to a program in recovery, something that you chose to do, that you wanted to do, that you decided you were ready to do, is it it kind of helps to helps you to stay in it. And usually the moment that we want to run is the moment that we're like in the change it's about to happen is when we get uncomfortable. So it really, I think it's good for clients because it helps them, it helps them stay in it when they otherwise wouldn't. So yes, thus far, you know, I haven't had anyone leave the program midway, but I have had other people in my other people in my practice, not within my program decide they're not ready to recover and, you know, run for the house. So, totally. Yeah. yeah and I think it,
0: it would be different in in different niches or the d- different type of clients you're working with. But I think that's a good point that like, I think in wellness or in nutrition or health goals, whatever it is that you're kind of helping your clients do, like it does, it, there is the excitement and then you do get to this place, you know, a lot of clients where it's like, <gasps> Oh my gosh, how do I sustain this or you know, this is hard work or whatever it is, there's you know an obstacle that comes out and you know, not having the the framework there or not having the timeline might have people yeah, hit the hills, like you said. So I I, I think you yeah, articulated that really well of like how the structure has now helped people to kind of almost yes. like get to the finish line a little bit easier. So mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. And just to to wrap up, thank you so much for sharing so much about the signature program. I mean, I haven't covered it fully on the podcast and I think it's the most helpful to hear how it's like working real time in people's businesses. And like I mentioned, like you were almost the perfect candidate for having a signature program. Um, So I'd love to know like, what's your business been like since creating it, it maybe in terms of like, are you saving more time? Are you able to work on different things in your business? Are you able to like, um, yeah, have different projects or different? Yeah. I'm just so curious of like what it looks like now that you have
1: that in place. Yes. I mean, what it looks like it's, it's grown now that I've had it in place. I think people like to know what you're all about and exactly what you have to offer. And that, uh, like that clarity, being able for people to see that externally has really helped my business grow. So when people come across me, they know they know what I have to offer. Um, I've definitely bought myself time by doing all of the work and then just having to having to sell it and move people through it. It's created more space in my life. I definitely don't feel like I'm spinning my wheels anymore. Um, so um, it helped me to say, okay, now that, I, now that I know exactly what my business is and exactly what I'm selling and exactly how much I'm selling it for and what I have to offer, you know, okay, what day, how many days a week do I want to work? What is my schedule going to look like? How many clinic days do I want to have a day working? on my business, it really allowed me to think beyond, I think I told you I'm so much in the work that I don't know how to be on the work, right? And so it allowed me to not continue to work in my business, but also created space for me to work on my business. And, you know, for me, I use referrals and networking as a huge way to grow my business. So it allowed space to really expand that. And I, you know, we talked about wanting, I I love blogging. I wanted more time to do that. So, you know, podcasting, it's really helped me do more things that I simply would not have had the time to do before because I was spending so many hours outside of my work with clients still on the work with clients right and then um and then still being able to be really available to clients through that text and email support in between and not feeling stressed Mm -hmm. like I feel really calm and really clear Mm -hmm. um so yeah
0: Yeah. I mean, I know you've had lots of life changes that we won't necessarily get into in this podcast, but for those listening, I, when we first jumped on video, Jesse and I did say to her, like, you look very relaxed. Like you look calm. It looks like things are going really well. And you know, I'm sure a lot of that is like some of the changes you've made in, in your life, but then also I'm sure it's like the, the, uh, the time and the space and the confidence and knowing that your business isn't this hamster wheel that you're just having to be on all the time, you can almost jump off it and take a breath now.
1: Yes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so just as a last point, I would love for you to share, like, you kind of almost dipped into this a bit, but do yeah. you have um some more insight into like what your day-to-day even looks like. Like, do you have certain days for clients now? Do you do certain days for maybe blogging? What does that
1: look like? Yeah so I I see clients Sunday to Wednesday right now um and so that's pretty much blocked off for client work um beyond that in those days I'm usually on calls with clients i'm responding to like their texts or emails i have a lot of contact with families of clients as well so there's usually a lot of emails administrative work invoices notes notes are important <laughs> so yeah. you know doing my notes and making sure i'm up to date on all my admin work um and then that thursday is the day that i've um i recently made this change i was still working sunday to thursday clients and i recently Shifted that over to make one full day where I can just work on my business. So, beyond the client work and the admin work and all that other stuff, now I have Thursday where I can, you know, follow up with my networks. I can, you know, do some podcast pitches. I can work on my blog. I can catch up on any work that I didn't get the chance to catch up for. And when I do have someone that comes in, not on my program, I can also use that day to work on my protocols. Um, So it's made it really organized and it really helps um, know when I'm on and when I'm off. And then on my days off, I really, I try to just turn off my phone. I uninstall social media often. I just, you know, if we go out in nature as a family, I don't take my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been really nice to, and then I come back on Sunday, really refreshed and excited and ready to go. Um, So yeah.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you've really been able to find a balance now and you know I think the signature program has played a role in that and I think just also like um having some structure right of knowing okay if these are like you said the amount of clients I want to have this is how many days I need to have on my schedule and this is what needs to be done outside of that so it just sounds like I had mentioned like bird's eye view earlier in the podcast episode but it almost sounds like you've been able to get like you said from being so in it and you can kind of pull yourself out now and be like, like how can I manage this business in a way that works for me and my family and, and, and feels good. And it feels like you've like had that yeah, breathing space to just kind of pull yourself out a little bit. So, I, I mean, that makes me so excited. I think, yeah. um, like I mentioned, even just seeing the change in you is incredible. And um, I think that you're just getting started with this. Like, mm-hmm. I think that you have the ability to help so many people with this binge eating program. And um, maybe before we go, can you just share like a little bit about it in case uh, people either want to use you as a referral um, that they can refer their clients to? Because I know a lot of practitioners don't want to be working in this space and want a really good referral or maybe for themselves if they're going through this?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the Binge Recovery Program is 12 weeks long. Um, We meet for an hour at our initial session just to gather lots of information and get to know each other. And then we have 30-minute follow-up sessions after that with lots of texting, emailing, support in between because I always felt in my own recovery journey that like I never needed help. At my appointment, it was always in between. So really, I wanted to make sure there was space to just be able to address things as they come up in real time. you know, I talked earlier about the pillars of my program, that gentle nutrition, reconnecting with your body, binge eating strategies and looking beyond the food. Um, and so really, you know, holistically, we work on all of this from establishing a regular plate and learning what to eat to um, learning your hunger and fullness and hormones and symptom interruption, stress and anxiety, all the things we talked about. So we go through a lot of different things in readiness and building consecutively and a lot of space to take you through your individual recovery journey. Journey and all the things that are going to come up for you personally, you receive a nutrition guide, you receive a 12 week journal, with, you know, that's really just as important as, as all the other work to take you through. You're going to receive, um, you know, guides on understanding your hormones and your cycle, an amazing stress and anxiety toolbox. Um, so the program is really holistic and comprehensive, and you get tons and tons of support. I love it. So where can people find more information about it? Yes. So you can find information on my website at lovenourishsweat.ca. And you can also find me over on Instagram at sweat. Awesome. I'll
0: make sure to add that all to the show notes so people can check out the program. And like I mentioned, I think it's really great when, again, you're not in the space to want to provide a certain support to your clients, like say eating disorder or binge eating to find that really good referral because we Mm -hmm. want our clients to get the best care and support. And I know in working with Jesse and helping her create this program, at least being on the back end of it, um, just how, much you know your stuff and how um, educated you are in this field so I definitely highly recommend that those of you wanting to refer your clients over definitely get a hold of Jesse and um and get that set up so thank you so much for coming it was really fun to talk about your signature program and um and share a little bit about your business and yeah I hope you had fun sharing too yes thanks for having me I loved it yeah me too thanks for listening in if you like this episode feel free to leave us a review share the episode with a friend or take us on social media catch you next time